ELC Radio. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. wrap up this series on crossing over. Uh, We've been on this thought now for about two months, and it really came into my spirit because I feel like as a church, we're getting ready to cross over to another level in the kingdom as we're possessing our own building and elevating the ministries that we have and going to a whole nother level. It's more than about just a status thing or our ushers not having to set up and break down every Sunday and our, and our worship team not having to set up and break down every Sunday. I mean, it's not, it is about that, but it's about way more than that. It's about God promoting us to the next level of ministry in our city so we can be a lighthouse, a beacon to our community, but not just the community, but to the world. And so this word really came to me as the Lord said, you guys are getting ready to cross over. And so it has corporate uh, connotations to it, but it also has individual connotations to it. And that is God is saying, if you choose people to cross over, my grace will come upon you to help you change your life. That's why it's so important that you don't come to church religiously, okay? Because let me tell you, I've said this many times, religious people go to church to do their deal. To, well, I'm going to go to church, get it over with, hear the word, I'm good. Don't come to church like that. Come to the house of God expecting God to speak something in you that can transform your world around you. Amen? Y'all, look, y'all ain't giving up the amens today. You're going to make me work today. That's all right. I brought my track suit. Okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to work out. Because y'all been putting, but you don't give up them amens. I got to work for them. So I'm, I'm ready. I got my, Serge got some Gatorade for me over here. And Selena's got my towel. And we're, we're going to get this, okay? So, so you've got to understand that, that this, if you want it, when a prophetic word comes forth, God says, if you line your life up with my word, the grace for that word will come upon you. That's why you can't just get excited about Patrick's word yesterday. Oh, the spirit of acceleration's on us. Amen. That's awesome. Okay, if that's the word, step into it. If the spirit of acceleration's here, then I'm going to begin this thing. If the spirit of acceleration's here, then I'm going to believe for this promotion. Are you guys tracking with me? That's what people that know God do. Religious people just go, oh, that's so great, the spirit of acceleration. Hey, what a great word, and we post about it and do nothing with it. 
You got to activate that thing. Amen. If you're struggling in your marriage and it's been tough, spirit of acceleration is here. Yes, you press into that. Father, I thank you that as I seek you, you're going to accelerate my marriage beyond where it's at. Amen. You know, you, you got to step into those things. And so as we've been talking about crossing over, you got to step into that. And I want to encourage you. We've got now about eight weeks of messages in this series. I want to encourage you to go back on the podcast or on the app and listen to those words. Get those things in your spirit, because there's definitely a grace for you to step into this next level of life and crossing over. Whatever is on your plate that you want to do, if you tap into that word, God, I'm crossing over. There's grace to step into a new job, a new venture. Come on. There's a, there's a grace for you to improve yourself. Amen. There's a grace for you to lose weight, for you to go back to school, for you to whatever it is, people. If you step into it and say, God, you said I could cross over, that grace will come upon your life and you'll begin to do what you cannot do on your own. So we're going to wrap this up. And then next week, I got something else for you. Another thought that I really want to uh, drop into your spirit. I believe it's going to help us in this next season here. Joshua chapter one, verse seven and nine. It says this. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. But do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. But keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that your word is swift and powerful, Lord God. I thank you that your word has the ability to not only part a Red Sea, but to catapult us into a new season of life. And I just pray right now as we've worshiped you, as we've praised you, that you plowed up the ground of our heart. And Lord, I ask that every heart would be open, every mind would be open to the truth that you want to deposit. For those that have an ear to hear, let them hear. And I pray, Father God, for great faith to be stirred up in all of us. And everybody said, amen. amen. I love this scripture. And if you don't know this scripture, I want to encourage you to learn this scripture. Because this scripture is a promise to God that you can be prosperous and successful. Everybody say prosperous. Successful. You need not be afraid of those words. See, some of us were raised in homes where prosperous and successful was for everybody else. Survival was for us. How many know what I'm talking about? We come from communities that when you hear the words prosperous and successful, it doesn't talk. That's not meaning our community, but that's their community. And I'm here to tell you this, if that's where you were raised or what you were raised around, and it may not have been said, but it was definitely felt, we need to destroy that self-image. We need to destroy that roadmap because as a kingdom person, as a son of God, as a daughter of God, he wants us to be prosperous and successful. Do y'all see that? prosperous and successful. So let's look at Joshua 1, 7 again. I want to read it to you one more time. Be strong and very courageous. He's talking to you. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. He says, be careful 
to obey. Obey. What is the love language of Jesus? We've said it so many times. Obedience. He responds to obedience. He doesn't respond to your Facebook posts. Because you can post all day on Facebook, but you ain't obedient. He says, be careful. You know what that word careful means? Do it on purpose. Be mindful. It ain't just going to happen. You've got to go out of your way to obey God. If you think tomorrow you're just going to wake up and want to pray and want to give and want to serve, it ain't going to happen, baby. Tell your neighbor, it ain't going to happen, baby. Some of you didn't know the neighbor next to you, and they said it kind of creepy. I know. I heard it. Hey, it ain't going to happen, baby. But stay with me. It ain't going to happen on its own. You got to be careful to obey. You got to get in there and be careful to obey. And then it says this, obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Now, understand this. We're no longer under the law. We're not under the law anymore in the new covenant. The book of Hebrews tells us we got a new and better way. Our way now is to relate to God, to Jesus, through relationship. The letter of the law, the Bible says, kills you. It killeth. But it's the spirit that'll give you life. And so the way you and I are supposed to move is we're supposed to move by the word of God and by the spirit of God. Now, it works in conjunction with his word, but we're not under the law. How many are thankful we're not under the law? Amen. But we still need to obey. And he says this, don't turn to it from the right or to the left. I think that's interesting, especially in in, in light of today's politics. You're either on the right or the left. Amen. You're either a liberal or a conservative. Amen. And you know what? Both sides are jacked up. And you know what else? Both sides have truth. So as it's election season right now, be mindful of that. We're intelligent people. Amen. Oh, come on. Are we intelligent people? We're intelligent people. Let's not jump into the rhetoric. Amen. Tell your neighbor, have some sense. Okay, let's keep going. Then he says this. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. We got to read our word. We got to confess our word. Quit saying stuff like I'm broke. Quit saying stuff like, man, I, 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 I can't ever do this. Quit speaking down to yourself. Start speaking the word over your life. Quit complaining about your husband and start speaking life over him. Quit complaining about your wife and cursing her with all your complaints. She don't ever do this. He's dumb. He's, he's lazy. And da, da, da. Start speaking life. What does the word say there? Keep the word of God on your lips. Are you guys seeing this today? Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Do you know why the word tells us that so we can cross over? Because he knows we're going to have to deal with depression, anxiety, and fear. You know how the world deals with depression, anxiety, and fear? They medicate it. Now, I'm not going to speak against medicine. People need to be on medicine for mental things, please. And if you're taking something, keep taking it. Amen? not trying to make you feel bad or make you feel some kind of way. It's a real thing. But, and you know this, medicine doesn't fix the problem. 
It helps you cope with the problem. But there is something that can help you cope with mental issues. It's called renewing the mind. It's called renewing the mind. The Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What did Patrick say last week? He said that some of us are, he said our church has been like a cocoon where we go in like a caterpillar, all ugly and fuzzy and fat. Come on, somebody. And just sitting there, can't even go fast. We just do the little roll. We roll into that little thing. But when we go into that little thing there, he says in that caterpillar stage, that cocoon stage, what begins to happen is a transformation. We get transformed. We may come to church as alcoholics, addicts, adulterers, gangbangers, come on, murderers. We may come in like that. But it's through the transformation of the word of God renewing our minds that we're transformed into saints. Amen? We all came in with blood on our hands. We all came in with skeletons in the closet. Secrets. I had a whole graveyard in mine. Come on. You know, we all come in with stuff, but what allows us to change and be something else is the renewing of your mind. And that's why you can't be religious with this thing. You don't get your mind renewed one Sunday a week. You got to crack open that word. You got to read that word. You got to listen to some podcasts. You got to get in there and change the thought patterns that you came up in. Can I get an amen? And you got to get rid of the voices that feed that old beast. There's voices out there that want to keep you a caterpillar. Amen? There's voices out there. For some of you young people, those voices like, you know, Takashi 69. Voices like Mozzie. I know he's from I know he's from South Sag. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Voices like Drake. Voices like Kanye. Can I get an amen on this? What am I talking about? Am I saying they're evil people? Are they bad people? No, but I'm saying what they're talking about ain't going to help you get closer to Jesus. It ain't going to help you see women in a good light. I can't even figure out why women listen to misogynistic hip-hop music and like it. And then talk about respect me. You don't respect yourself when you listen to rap music that degrades women in your own car. Hey, you better get you better get a job. And then you want somebody to come along and treat you right. Treat yourself right. Treat yourself. You know, it's hypocritical. The church, we get we get called hypocrites all the time. Oh, the church is full of hypocrites. Let me just let me break you down some. The world's full of hypocrites. The world's full of hypocrites. Because the same people that would would get upset about unequal rights between men and women will play thoughts and music in their own cars around their kids. Watch things on YouTube where women are shaking their butts and dressing scantily and showing off body stuff and then talking about you need to treat us the same. You need to treat yourself the same. Start respecting yourself. Don't be raising your kids up under that voice. It's getting real quiet in this Baptist church today. We need to, we need to, we need to make a switch. Amen? Amen? But my point is this. Your mind don't get renewed under those things. 
It don't get renewed under those things. Now, what am I saying? You got to throw out all your records, can't listen to the radio? No, I'm not saying any of, any of that. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is this. You need to get some new voices. You need to get some new voices. Listen, I listen to music that's not Christian all the time. All the time. But I have a standard. I have boundaries. And the minute you start dropping F-bombs in my music, I don't want to hear it. Period. Period. Oh, but what if it's just so dope? Give me the edited version. Amen? I talk to my kids. They'll tell you all the time. Oh, this new song's out. Everybody's listening in school. I said, son, you don't listen to nothing but the edited version. Selena, you don't listen to nothing but the edited version. If they ain't got an edited version, we don't listen to it. Now, I can't police them. Maybe they do. <gasps> Pastor's kids. <laughs> don't, let me, can I just tell you something as a side note? Don't put that on my kids. This ain't that church. Don't put that on my kids, please, please. My kids are kids just like you, just like you. And besides, you want to know why most pastor's kids go off the, get off the chain? It's the congregation's fault. It ain't the mom and dad's fault. It's because ignorant people, jealous people, want to come and put yokes on them. Well, you're not supposed to do that. You're, man, let my kids be kids. Your dad is a pastor. Well, your daddy's a Christian. Can I get an amen? amen? I don't know why I'm getting in on this, but somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. So, so don't, don't put that on my kids. We ain't that church. You want to go put that on somebody's kids? You need to go to another church. And just know the next time you criticize a minister's kids and go, that's why all them pastor's kids are so crazy. No, they're crazy because the people in the church put yokes on them and expectations on them that they can't live up to. They can't live up to. I tell my kids this all the time. I tell them this. I say, listen, just because you're my kid doesn't mean you're getting into heaven. Just because you're my kid doesn't mean you're never going to have problems. Because you know why? They got to make their own choices. We could pray with them. We could teach them the word. We could make them come to church every Sunday. We could do all the stuff you do. But you know what my number one prayer is for my kids? That they experience God for themselves. And I pray that is your number one job as well, to believe that for your kids. Amen? Amen. Somebody need to hear that. I don't know why I got into that. But the difference here, let's get back into this. Y'all good? Y'all still love me? Good, good. Y'all still love my kids? Good, good. All right, all right. But the difference is this. We've got to renew our mind so that we can experience transformation. Right? we got to experience our mind. So we got to get rid of some voices, and we got to get some new voices. And can I tell you one, something else here? This is where the rubber meets the road. How bad do you want this thing? How bad do you want this thing? Because if you want it bad, you'll do what it takes. Listen, when I got saved, I was so broken because the life I was living was not what I was supposed to be living in. I wasn't supposed to be bound to sexual things. I wasn't supposed to have the life that I was running into. I got desperate. I said, God, I've tried it. I'm done. And I've told you this before. Everything I, I wanted so bad, I threw out my, my record collection. And I did have records. I threw out my CDs. I threw out my, my uh, cassettes. And I'm not telling y'all to do that. That was my thing. You know what I got? I got a whole new set of friends. Boom. Overnight. I ain't hanging out with them no more. They call me up. Oh, man, what's up? You ain't down no more. I'm following Jesus. You want to come? 
No, I ain't with that. All right, then. Let me know when you want to come. Period. We got to want this. And here's the crazy thing. God's life for you is better than the one you try to build on your own. And I'm trying to talk to some people that want to cross over. Amen. So we've got to renew our mind. So let's keep reading here. He says, Fill, he says here, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Didn't I tell you this? Don't you want to be prosperous and successful? Everybody say this. I want to be prosperous and successful. Do you? There's some things we all going to have to do. I don't know about you, but I want to be prosperous and successful. I want my kids to be prosperous and successful. And here's a great revelation for a lot of you. God wants you to be prosperous and successful. He wants it more than you do. Oh, this generation that has been raised with parents that maybe were not there for you or without a father or around parents that, you know, you weren't connected with. We miss some great revelation about being a mother and a father. There's nothing more, and I'm going to try not to cry, but there's nothing more my wife and I want than for my kids to be prosperous and successful. And if that means they got to get mad at me every once in a while, then so be it. If that means that for a little while they got to be like, Dad's tripping. He won't let me go over there. He won't let me spend the night over there. He won't let me go to this thing. And if they're going to pout all weekend, so be it. But I want them to prosper. I want them to be successful. And here's the thing you miss. If you didn't grow up with that, that's how God wants for you. See, some of us still wrestle with the fact that God loves you. Because some of us grew up under them teachings. Uh, you know, if you mess up, God's just going to strike you down. Some of the church teachings that we came up under, they was just trying to keep us out of hell, right? That was the motive. Everybody could keep out of hell. I mean, some of us grew up under stuff that if it was fun, it would send you to hell. Don't go to the movies. You'll go to hell. Really? What if I'm watching the Jesus movie? Still go to hell. No, 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 no. But some of us grew up under stuff like that. And what you got to realize is to be prosperous and successful, you got to trust God. Trust him. And that's why he says this, learn my ways. Learn my ways. People, if you're going to cross over, you can't cross over with the old mind. You got to get a new one. Tell your neighbor right now, lose your mind. (laughs) Tell the other one, lose your mind. As soon as I said that, some of you went back to the hyphy movement on me right there. Lose your mind. Get dumb, dumb, dumb. That's not what I'm talking about. Lose the old mind and get a new one. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 6, 33. Jesus tells us the same thing. Remember, Jesus is a fulfillment of the law. Jesus is the way out of the old life. So he comes to the earth and he teaches us this. Hey, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. He says, seek first. What is he saying here? See, most of the times we interpret this to being, seek the things of God. 
or seek God first. But that is not what it means in the literal translation. Literal translation means seek first God's way of doing things. Seek first to learn God's ways. Okay, anytime you see the kingdom of God in a sentence in the New Testament, that's what it means. It's not talking about a kingdom with castles and gold streets and things like that. That's the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of God is talking about the system of God. So when it says seek first the kids kingdom, seek first God's way of doing things. God has a way of doing things. He has a way of life. He has a way of being married according to God's way. He has a way of being single according to God's way. He has a way of dating somebody according to God's way. He has a way of owning business according to God's way. He has a way of managing finances, managing every situation that you're going through. Seek first. God's way of doing things. Are you guys catching this? And his righteousness. What is his righteousness? His right standing. And then it says this incredible, incredible thing that will set you free today. It says this, and if you do these things, and all these things that you worried about will be given to you as well. So what are some things that some of us in this room are going after with our lives? You know, what are some things? And there's nothing wrong with these things. Some of us are pursuing money. Did you know that's not a bad pursuit? Because we all need money. Anybody got kids? You need money. Anybody got a wife? You need money. And the women said. Amen. And the women said. Amen. And the women said. Amen. Respect yourself, ladies. That don't mean you're a gold digger. Amen. That just means you're beautiful. You're expensive. Women, are you expensive? Wow, that was weak. I need to help some women in here. Women, are you expensive? Well, I don't want to say expensive because I might chase somebody away. Chase them fools away. Chase them fools out. And if you a single guy in here, when when I said who's expensive, you should have been looking because you want an expensive one. You don't want a bargain basement wife. Anybody here want a Goodwill wife? (laughs) Thrift Town wife? Can y'all handle this this morning? Can y'all handle this? Listen, it's okay. It's okay. We need things. You need money. If you got kids, you need money. Some of you don't know. They ain't teenagers yet. Oh, my gosh, do you need money then? Our grocery bill. And it's just because we got grown people eating now. Remember when you went out, you could get the kids meal. We'll have the kids meal, $1.99. Those days is over in our house. I get that bill like, oh, she kabahata. Sando. It just it is what it is. So we all need to pursue money. Amen. How many are pursuing buying a house? Amen. 
It's a good thing. Pursue that. Get that. How many are pursuing single people? A spouse. I hope nobody married people is like, why? I could use a new one. <laughs> single people, okay? Amen? You need a good man. You need a good woman. That's a pursuit. How many need a career? Amen? Need a job. Education. College. All these things are good. Check out what God's Jesus says right here. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, being right with him and knowing how he does things. And everything, all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't be worried about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. You know what he's saying? The number one focus of your life better be to learn how God does things. You better learn how God does things. Now, here's the, here's the tough part. Some of us have been living 20, 25, 30, 40 years. Learn, we learned how the world does things. We learned how the hood operates. We learned how money moves through the hustle. We learned survival. But when you come into the kingdom, it don't work that way. We got to learn how he does things. And guess where we learn that? The Bible. And Jesus spent his whole ministry. You know, his number one message was not how to get to heaven. His number one message was the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. He'd say things like the kingdom of God is like a field. The kingdom of God is like a merchant who went forth. What was he trying to tell you? He's saying it like this. This is how heaven works. It's like this. This is how heaven works. It's like this. The greatest man in the kingdom is a servant. In God's way, the greatest are servants. In the world's way, whole different thing. Are you guys seeing this? This is what we're trying to do as a church. Build people that want to cross over and that want to learn God's ways. But here's, the, here's where it gets tough. If you're going to learn God's ways, you got to understand something. Now go to Isaiah uh, chapter um, 55 here on the screen. Isaiah 55, 6 and 9. Says this, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him when he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways. Let the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, he will freely pardon. Now listen to this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So this is where we lose people because now what this scripture is saying is this, you're going to have to submit. You're going to have to exchange how you do life for how God does life. And this is something people don't want to do. They don't want to do it. They refuse to do it. And guess what they do? They spend their entire life doing laps on the other side of the promise, just like Israel, just like Israel. The promised land is a hop, skip, and a jump away, but you'll never get there because you never exchange your old thoughts for new thoughts. And God's making it clear. Your, way, your ways aren't my ways. My ways aren't your ways. My thoughts are way higher than your measly thoughts. Now, why is this so important to get? 
Because some of you think how you think is so darn important. Well, I feel, well, I don't agree with that scripture like that. And in the words of the rock, it doesn't matter what you feel. It doesn't. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what you think. You know what matters? If I'm going to cross over, I got to get rid of how I think about things and get God's, get God's mind on everything I'm doing. Amen? And then submit to it. So let me break it down to you how this fits for you. Some of you know the right thing to do, but you choose not to do it. You'll stay on this side of the promise, running laps. When you learn God's ways, the ways of the kingdom, you understand things that Jesus tried to teach us, like forgiveness. Interesting how we all want forgiveness, but we never want to give forgiveness, right? You ever make a mistake? You ever hurt somebody on accident and you just feel so bad about it and you run over to them and you're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry I did that. It wasn't personal. I'm sorry. What are you hoping they'll do? Forgive you. But God forbid you're on the other side of that and somebody hurts you. Oh, you want to hang on to that for days. You're going to make them pay. Uh Uh-uh, it ain't that easy. You ain't getting forgiveness that easy. Whoa, 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 whoa. But what does the word say? Yeah, I know it says that, but I ain't doing it. Take another lap. Stay over here. Get yourself in shape. The promise is going to be over here waiting. And when you're ready to make God's thoughts your thoughts and his ways your ways, then you can come over here. Are you guys seeing this today? Now, I need you to catch this because there's some people you think I'm your enemy when I'm really your Joshua. You're afraid of me. Afraid to get close to pastor. Afraid pastor will see what's really going on. People, I see it. You put it on Facebook. You put it on Instagram. But here's the thing. My job is not to judge you. My job is not to put you down. My job is not to be your enemy. My job is to help bring you to the Savior. My job is to love. Amen? Amen. And let me tell you something else. Guess what? That's your job too. Tell your neighbor, that's your job. Tell the other neighbor and say this real strong. You better stop gossiping. And then you get your hand like this. and No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> so what has to happen? We got to learn God's ways, okay? So God's ways say this. Somebody smacks you. What did Jesus say? Turn the other cheek, right? Some of us in here, uh-uh. I ain't doing that. Take another lap. Take another lap. Wait a minute, Pastor. So you, you, you trying to tell me. If I came up there and smacked you in your face, you ain't going to hit me back? See, here's the problem with people. We're so one-dimensional. You're so one-dimensional. All you see is physical things. If you can't touch it, smell it, sleep with it, eat it, you don't, you don't get it. That's your problem. 
Jesus wasn't simply talking about a physical slap or a punch. He was talking like this. If someone does you wrong, forgive them and go on. Don't get revenge. Amen? But that's not right. No, because there's two things in the Bible. You need to hear this today. There are two things in the Bible that Jesus says don't touch, that God said don't touch. The first thing is the tithe. He said, don't touch that. That's mine. The tithe is mine. Malachi. But you know what the second thing he says don't don't ever touch? Vengeance. He says, vengeance is mine. It's my job to avenge you. Did that dude break your heart? So you're going to pour sugar in his gas tank? I shouldn't have said that. Somebody got an idea right now. Thank you, pastor. I'm going to do that. That's not why. Uh, That's not what you got out of church today, please. Lock your gas tanks, fellas. Amen. Park in the garage tonight. But but do you see what what I'm saying? And you're born again. Now, the world's going to be crazy. The world's going to do what they do. But you go to church. You're under the blood. You're spirit-filled. You're blood-bought. You don't get to do that if you want to possess your promise. If you want to cross over, we don't get to do that. So he broke your heart. You feel in some kind of way about it. Guess what you got to do? Forgive. I know that's how you're saying it in your head. Forgive. (laughs) Because God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Amen? Husbands and wives. I can't believe he did this again. I want to get him. Vengeance is the Lord's. So you know what I do? When people do me wrong, I hand it over to God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. It was a few years ago, a pastor did, did us wrong. We went over and tried to buy a keyboard from him. Dude sold us a broke keyboard. Pastor, dude, we knew. I was so mad. I called myself down. I was like, okay. Prayed in tongues a little bit. She got up. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. I forgive him. I love him. He's a kingdom. I've known him a long time. It's all good. Let me just call him, talk to him. I'm sure we can work this out. Bring, hey, Pastor, how you doing, man? This is Pastor Sergio. Listen, there must have been some kind of discrepancy because we were trying to get this keyboard, and I don't think, I don't think you knew, gave him the benefit of the doubt, I don't think you knew, but uh, this keyboard uh, is broken, and it's not playing these certain things. And We had raised an offering and everything and took people's money to get this. It was people's money. And uh, I said, you know, I don't think you knew, but it's not working right. Can we get, can we... Can we give that back to you and get our money back? He goes, huh, no. I said, oh, wait, is it, hello? Is this, maybe, this, maybe the connection's not right. It's not working. Maybe you didn't hear. It's not, it's not working like it's supposed to. He goes, that's your fault. He goes, and besides that, and he went on to this thing. He was offended uh, about something years ago. And here's the thing he said. This, basically, he said this. This is my way of getting back at you. Did you know I had to hang up that phone before I cussed this dude out? It was on the tip of my tongue. You ah, saved myself from that. Real talk. I had to hang that thing up because I was so mad. Picked up the phone. Said, what's Eddie Cobb's number? Let me call Esco real quick. Boop, boop. Nah, I can't do that. Wanted to do it so bad. Guys wanted to do it. I played it out in my head. Well, God... We won't beat them up. 
Can we just go scare him? Can I just show up with some of the biggest dudes in the house? I said, Lord, Lord, it was their money anyway. They gave to it. They have a right to come and make a claim. And Lord, we'll bring some bats. We're not going to use them, God. But again, maybe he'll just get, he'll, you know, he'll get a revelation. God said, no, my ways are higher than your ways. So I started saying, okay, what are your ways? And the Lord led me to the scripture. You bless those that curse you. If they take your jacket, let them take your other jacket. You guys see those scriptures in the word? I said, hmm, okay. So I called up. I said, I called our guy that was dealing with it. I said, hey, he goes, what do you want us to do? He was ready too. It was, it was Robbie, by the way, it was Robbie. What do you want us to do? I said, here's what we're going to do. I said, take him the keyboard back. He was like, yeah. I said, and just give it back to him. What about the money? I said, let him keep that too. I said, we ain't taking the keyboard and we ain't taking the money. And just leave. I said, we're going to bless them. Now they got the money and the keyboard. Be blessed. You know why we did that? Because God's ways are not my ways. If we would have went by my ways, we would have went to jail. <laughs> elevate, elevate Life would have shut down. Esco would be doing five to ten because they'd have looked at his record. Sorry, brother, they'd have looked at your record. <laughs> but are you guys tracking with me, though? You, you see that. And that was a hard one for me. Guys, it was hard. I've had this happen several times. When I was pastoring in Modesto, we were pastoring at a very young church. I had a guy across town that just, he was religious, didn't like us, and he was a friend of mine. I knew him at all the pastor's things, and I literally considered him a friend in my city until people started telling me that he was preaching whole sermons against our church. And he was saying, beware, don't let your kids go to that church because the pastor goes clubbing with them after the service. I was like, Really? That's what you think I'm doing? Hey, man, all right, we done here. I'll meet you over there at club such as that. Really? That's, that's what you think I'm doing? It was so outlandish. But did you know something? I had some parents leave the church over it because they believed it. I was so mad. And now that time, I was only serving God like four years. So I was like, I was ready. Okay, God, what do we do? What do we do? God says, you don't do nothing. What does my word say? My ways are higher than your ways. Bless those that use you, that speak evil of you. So you know what I did? The next Sunday I got up. I said, hey, everybody, today we're going to receive an offering for Brother So-and-So and his church. And half the congregation, their, their jaws drop. Why, why are we doing that? We all heard what he's been saying. I said, we're going to bless his life. I want you to sow your biggest seed. And we just want to bless his ministry and what he's doing over there on the east side and just ask the Lord to show him favor. So you know what we did? We received an offering. I went over. I dropped that thing off in person. He didn't answer the door, though. I got to tell you that. He saw me out there. I ain't answering that door because he probably thought I was going to go in there and do something. But I just left the offering in the mailbox and blessed him. It was a pretty large offering, too. You know why I did that? Because God's ways are not my ways. They're not my ways. Are you, guys, are you guys getting the picture here? So the dude calls me a week later and says, hey, thank you for that offering. Why'd you do that? I said, man, I did that because I just want to bless you. Really? 
I said, yeah, I just want to bless you, man. Hung up. That's it. Why? Because God's ways are higher than my ways. Do you know when my wife hurts me in our marriage? I got to step back and say, what does the kingdom do? You know what some of us in this room do? We still living under the old covenant. You know what the old covenant says? An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You, 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 you smack me, I'm going to smack you back. Too many Diggum commercials. Remember Diggum? Smack me, I'm going to smack you back. No, 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 no. But tell you what, to learn God's ways in marriage means to take on his ways above your ways. So when my wife lets me down, I forgive her. When I let her down, she forgives me. Is it always easy? No. But his ways are higher than my ways. Some of you are so bitter because you don't forgive. Well, I don't want to forgive. See, your ways, you haven't learned God's ways yet. People, I have had, I've, I've had people just do me so wrong and loved them right back. It's so fun. So fun. Because you know what I show them? You know what I demonstrate? That I'm walking in the ways of the kingdom. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not get on my level. Tell your neighbor, get on my level. Get on, get on God's level with this thing. Amen? Let's learn his ways. Diego, if you could help me. I want to close out with just a, f- a few more thoughts here. So, so we've got to get, what is it in your life that you're dealing with, but you're dealing with it from, the, from your mindset, your old mindset? The old mindset will tell you how to get a husband, right? Amen? Some of you, it was your mom that told you those things. Mija, cut the skirt out right here over on the side, in the middle. Showed a little bit of up here. I say that because I see moms take pictures of their daughters all dressed crazy. Ah, So sad. So sad. But what are they passing down? The ways of the world? Ways of that ain't how you get a man. Because you more than hips, lips, and fingertips. You more than that. Can I get an amen from the ladies? You're more than that. But you got to learn God's ways. And it's like that for business. Some of you guys struggle in business because you're still just trying to work the old hustle. Let me get my grind on. Let me do this. And the, Man, take time. He says, seek first how I do stuff. To cross over to the other side is an exchange of your thoughts for his. It is, and, and can I, I, can I tell you, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, but it's worth it. I'll leave you with this last thought. Last week and the weeks before, we talked about the battle of Jericho. God gave one, in, a couple instructions to, to Joshua. He said, first, you're not conquering this thing according to how, you, how your, your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Joshua's ways probably said, fight throw spears, arrows, rush this place, do battle like everybody else does battle. God says it ain't happening like that. And I told you about this. They went around it, read it, goes around seven times. They shout at the end. They blow the trumpets. The, the walls fall down. But then he says this to them. He says, destroy everything in there and don't touch any of the riches. Don't touch any of the livestock. Don't touch anything that is worth anything. Bring it into the storehouse of God. Do you know what Jericho was? 
Jericho was a tithe. It was a tithe of all the land. The Bible goes on to say that in Jericho, there was one guy. He saw a robe. Now, I get it. It was probably Gucci. It was probably a supreme robe. I get it. He said he saw a robe. He saw some gold, uh, silver coins and some gold bricks. And he went and took them back to the camp. See, what the problem was, this guy... He tried to possess the promised land with an old mindset. Because the old mindset's about survival. The new mindset is not about taking, it's about giving. So when he did that, the next battle happens. Read it yourself. The next battle happens. They go in against a much smaller city. Joshua says, no, nah, only send a couple thousand guys in there. They go in there, they get slaughtered. Joshua falls on his face. God, what, why did this happen? God says, because somebody tried to possess their promise with an old mindset. So Joshua goes before the people. He says, who did this? This guy comes forward. He says, show me the stuff. He goes, I'm sorry, I saw this. Joshua says, take him out to the field, kill him, kill his livestock, kill his family, and set up a marker right here. The Bible says they set up stones and they made a marker. And what that speaks about today, now thank God we're under the new covenant. God ain't going to kill you when you make a mistake. Under the, this new covenant, which the Bible says is a greater covenant, the grace of God covers our mistakes. Aren't you guys glad for that? But what is it symbolic of? The old thoughts got to die. They got to die. You can't possess. So on that day, they killed that dude. It was symbolic of you can't, you ain't building this business like this. Your marriage ain't going to work thinking like you do. You're not going to get a man this way. You're not going to get a girlfriend this way. You're not going to get money this way. It's got to die right here. So they killed him. And it seems gruesome, but remember, the Old Testament is there for our sake. And then look what happens. Let me, let me leave you with this. It says this in Joshua 6, 17 and 19. And the city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. That's what he said about Jericho. See, it was a tithe. Only Rahab the prostitute and all her with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies. But keep away from the devoted things so that you do not bring about your own destruction by taking any of them. And then jump down to Joshua chapter 7, 17. It says, but the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to the devoted things. Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, the tribe of Judah, some of, and took some of them to sow the anger's Lord burned against Israel. Now Joshua sent man up from Jericho to Ai. So the men went up and spied out Ai, and they returned to Joshua. Let me, let me jump down here. Uh, it says, not all the enemy will have to go up against Ai. Send two or 3,000 men. So that's where they went, and they got routed by the enemy. Joshua 7, 19, it says this. Then Joshua said to Achan, my son, give glory to the Lord and the God of Israel, honor him. Tell me what you have done and do not hide it from me. So in that story there, Achan confesses his sin. Go to the next, Joshua 8, 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Take the whole army up with you and go and attack Ai. So Joshua stops, they kill the dude. And God says, calm down, I'm still with you. Aren't you glad that God does that? I'm still with you. He says, take the whole army with you, go up and attack Ai. Now listen to this. 
He says, because I've delivered them into your hands. The king of Ai, the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. And you shall not do to Ai and its kings as you did to Jericho and its king. Listen to this. Except this time, carry off the plunder. Carry off the livestock for yourselves. And set an ambush behind the city. So here's what happens on this time. God says, this time, I want you to take all the gold, take all the silver, take all the Gucci robes, take everything for yourself. Why is God doing this? Because he's trying to show you, my ways are not your ways. My ways are higher than your ways. But if you submit to my ways, I will take care of you. Let's stand on our feet. People, you can't be lazy believers that don't read your Bibles, that don't listen to preaching, that don't live out the word. We are not a Sunday Christian church. There's plenty of those where people that don't live for God go do their Christian penance in the church and leave the same. That's called Wilderness Christian Center. Located at, no, 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 no. This ain't that. Our desire is that all of our marriages get better. All of our lives get restored. All of our kids grow up in homes, feeling love and being loved and giving love. How many of you are with me on that? Then we're gonna have to exchange our thoughts for his thoughts. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Some of you are here today And there are things that you struggle with, letting go of your thoughts. I want to challenge you today to get a new hunger, to have conversations with God about what you should do about certain situations. What it is the Lord would have you respond, people that have hurt you. How would the Lord want you to handle things in your marriage? What does the Lord want you to do concerning your finances? And quit trying to figure things out with your thoughts. Ask the Lord to download new thoughts into you about family, about life, about relationships. There's hope when you submit your life to him. Now, Father, I just pray over every person at the sound of my voice. I believe there's a grace for us to cross over into a better life. But Lord, it only comes through obedience. And obedience only comes when we know your voice and we submit to your ways. Give us all an appetite to learn your ways, Lord God. And in exchange, give you our old thoughts for new ones. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.